Hello, everybody. Welcome on in. It's Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you. All right. Seems like we got it. All right. We got a big in. Down here in Miami, it seems like the 305 zone. Jorge Masvidal pending a negative COVID-19 test in Las Vegas. He, uh, he will be in the main event to take on Kamaru Usman. So huge, huge news. You know, we were talking about this on Sunday morning. Uh, I wasn't super optimistic that it was going to happen just because it felt like way too many hurdles. But look, they got their own damn fight island. So I guess the UFC can uh, can move when they want to on this. Honestly, I got to be honest with you. The thing that's disappointing about all of this is it took Gilbert Burns testing positive for coronavirus to give Jorge Masvidal what he wanted. Like it took them being bent over a barrel in a tough spot to just probably, you know, lift the numbers where they should have been in the first place. I guess that's uh, my first reaction to it. My second reaction to it is this is the fight we wanted the whole time. Look, this is, we talked about this. This was no disrespect to, to Gilbert Burns, who's had a fantastic rise, but these two have been uh, on, on a collision course for a long time. They've been drawn in the media back and forth. It's a fun matchup. Uh, you know, you have the striking of Jorge Masvidal, the, the, the wrestling of Kamar Usman, but Usman, who's really been, on his feet for the last few fights. I don't know if we're going to see that style when it uh, when it comes and these guys actually face each other. But this is this is going to be fun, man. Um, and Jorge Masvidal, you just think about everything he's been through in his career, how long he's been doing it, and finally the man gets himself a, a crack at the UFC title. You know, the the Bad Mother Bleeper belt was cool. It was a fun one off event. It was a it was a fan made fight with him and Nate, Nate Diaz, and it really was an electric atmosphere. But ultimately, you know, money aside, all that type of stuff, money's important. But there is a prestige still in being world champion, and now he's going to have that opportunity after nearly two decades in the game. Uh, you got to be super happy for Jorge Masvidal and getting this chance. And look, it's not an easy feat. He's going in there against a guy in Usman who has looked like an absolute wrecking machine. He's been dominating five-round fights. He's had an unbelievable gas tank, all that type of stuff that's been uh, worried about as far as how long he can last, um, you know, what, what, you know what, is, what does the guy have as far as when the fight gears up. You know, he has been dominating fights over five rounds and seemingly like he's got a lot to go as the fights wear on. Um, so this is, this is a big-time challenge for, for, for George, no, no doubt about it. But... Um, you know, he, he it, it's tough to gauge because I'm trying to think about the last, the last grapplers he's taken on, he took on Ben Askren. It's tough to get a gauge with it because he flying need him in five seconds. So it's not that that doesn't count for something. It's a record breaking knockout, but you don't really know what he's doing against a guy grappling other than, uh, you know, Ben went for a takedown and he ended up staring at the stars. Uh, you remember the Damian Maya fight where, George clearly had the the advantage on the feet, did a lot of hand fighting and, and was wearing Damian Maya as a backpack. But, you know, for for somebody taking Jorge down, uh, we haven't gotten to see that in a bit. And so this is uh, this is an interesting matchup for sure. And then as far as as far as Usman is concerned, you know, Usman's going into this. Uh, I'm trying to look right now. Last guy he really took on who was prolific on the ground. I don't know, man. Like, especially since welterweight is returned to welterweight, doesn't really have a ton of it. No, nobody with the nobody with the criteria 
of a Kamaru Usman. Nobody. And look, Kamaru Usman has a, a stunning resume. He really, really does. He's been fantastic. He's been a guy who has has really since that Emil Meek win where you know he kind of got into it with uh, UFC president Dana White, his performance against Maya, his performance against Dos Anjos, and Tyron Woodley was really the, the stunning one because we hadn't seen Tyron Woodley look like that. Now Tyron's been faced some hard times lately. Uh, and then Colby Covington, I mean, their fight was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, Tyron isn't the versatile striker that, that Jorge is, uh, nor is Dos Anjos. Um, you know, so it's funny. It's like, they're both kind of taking on a matchup. Neither has seen in a, in a very long time. It's that classic, uh, clash of styles and it'll be interesting. You know, this is gonna be interesting. You did see at times Colby was able to land some, some big shots on, on Kamara Usman. And if those shots were landed by, you know, Jorge Masvidal would be a different story. I mean, obviously his strike is a lot more superior, even with Colby putting a lot of output on stuff. Um, you know, this is a fun matchup. It's a fun matchup. These guys, you know, I remember sitting across from George over at the Super Bowl radio row, and this was the day before the whole ruckus happened. Um, and I just told, you know, I was talking to him about like, I know at that point it was like, I know you want the Connor fight, but I was preaching on this show for a while. Like, you know, I want to see you win the championship. Uh, you know, I'm all for Connor and I'm all for a guy getting paid a ton of money, but I want the storyline to end with him having his, his hand raised with a piece of gold wrapped around his waist. And, you know, I think eventually that will bring Connor McGregor because I think Connor, would uh, would I, I, honestly if 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 Masvidal wins this fight and beats Kamaru, I wouldn't be surprised if you get word that the end of the year is going to be him versus Conor McGregor for the welterweight championship. Don't be surprised if that's the way they go. I know it won't make a lot of people happy because Conor's cutting in line again, but he's Conor McGregor, and I just think that he's kind of right now without a dance partner and he's without a goal in mind. So I think. That's probably where it would end up going. If Usman wins, will he go? I don't know. I mean, it's a tough matchup for Connor. Um, you're talking about a guy up a weight class with a lot of the skill set of Habib Nurmagomedov. So I don't know if he if he goes and he and, and he decides to to take that dive. But I think if Jorge ends up winning the title, I think that for sure puts him in line to uh, to fight Conor McGregor later on in the year. This is a look. It's not that. Uh, before I felt like Jorge was taking a fight on a situation where like he wasn't willing to risk against Kamaru. I think he really was. Uh, I just feel like he thought it was a slap in the face after all he had brought to the table in the uh, in the Nate Diaz fight. I think he probably thought it was a slap to the face that they really were, were lowballing him. This is, uh, this is a really cool moment for Miami sports. Uh, I, I can't stress that enough. You guys know we've been talking about how the fight culture down here doesn't get the respect it deserves, especially with all the great fighters down here. These are two guys who train in South Florida. Uh, one is from down here uh, and, and is born and bred, and, and Kamara has basically trained down here his entire career outside of now him moving to Colorado because of the Gilbert Burns situation. But the buildup of this is fantastic. You know, ATT, the, uh, you know, the Black Zillions crew moving to Hard Knocks 365, all that type of stuff. It has that element to it. It has clash of styles. It has the two not liking each other, especially a real brewing rivalry over really what has been. You know, was, I remember talking to Kamaro before his fight with Colby, 
And just from then was already doing the whole who thing, you know, where, you know, George turned him into an owl and whatnot, but basically saying that, you know, he thought that Masvidal was getting too much respect for his rise, um, which I get. Look, you're you're a guy who's probably upset at welterweight champion that there's a guy more famous in your division and, and that can can harbor a lot of ill will. But from my standpoint, this is the fight. I mean, you really, the, the, there's not a fight right now outside of Connor and Khabib that they could make in the UFC. Maybe John Jones versus Francis Ngannou, but that doesn't even have the that. That's just the freak show. You know, that's like Godzilla versus, you know, that's like Godzilla versus, you know, whatever. Godzilla versus Godzilla, basically. And they go out there and they're going to be taken on a situation where this is two guys really deserving of fighting each other. Uh, Masvidal deserves to be atop the welterweight crown, even with the run that Gilbert has been on. Um, nobody had a 2019 quite like Jorge Masvidal. It's just been pandemic and situations. He hasn't gotten a chance to build off of that. Um, and he's one of the biggest stars in the UFC. And I think this is going to be monster for their business. You were talking, you know, when this news first broke, I was like, I didn't think the UFC was going to bite the bullet on this simply because I think they already knew they were going into a fight where they weren't going to sell fantastic. I think it was going to do fine. Uh, again, they're the only show in town. So I think, and the UFC numbers have been really good, but I didn't think that they were going to be astronomical. And now I think it's going to be, I think you can give these guys a week of promotion, you know, do a little satellite interview with both of them there. I think you could, I I think you could sell a lot of fights, a lot of fights and it's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be a really, really fun matchup between these two. I can't wait for it. And look, I'm picking Jorge Masvidal to win this fight. I'm picking him to win this fight. It feels like this guy's been destined to win the championship now for the better part of a year. I don't know what the hell happened on that quest that he went on when he went on the reality TV show and he unplugged, but he is uh, he's a different kind of killer. He's a different kind of killer since he's come back from that. Um, Kamaru's looked fantastic. Kamaru has looked like an absolute wrecking machine, and I don't think this is going to be an easy fight. I honestly think this is something where I could see this being something like a like like a I, I could see it going the distance. I don't see George necessarily knocking him out, but I I feel like this is one of those where if he can get Kamaro to work early, if he could re- and this isn't a case because I know Kamaro's had an unbelievable gas tank, but if he could out uh, you know get him to almost it, tangle with him up against the wall and and withstand a couple of rounds of him having to output take him down all that type of stuff. Um, I just think that 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 Jorge can win that war of attrition against him. I, I I do, and and I think that I saw you saw a little bit of this in the Damian Maya fight where he can make the most out of those short little bursts, uh, and and hopefully get uh get the better of his opponent. Uh, even though he didn't get his hand raised that night, it was uh it was questionable. I thought because I don't know how much you, do you want to give. Uh, Damian Maya credit for not doing, not not going and finishing what he was supposed to do. But that was even, I think, a different time from Jorge Masvidal. Um, you know, are we going to see uh, a Ben a-, a Ben Askren type of moment? I don't know. I I think that that is probably asking a lot. I think that if you're in his camp, you're probably asking for a ton for for George to come out with that flying knee. I'm sure they've been drilling it. Uh, and the other thing is, I don't think this is your typical short camp type of thing because Masvidal has been training for this fight the entire time. You know, he's brought in top-ranked wrestlers to American top team. He has been investing and getting ready for this matchup. 
And with Kamaro, yes, he ended up fighting Gilbert, and that was weird, but I think the entire time he thought he was going to fight Jorge. So there's no way these guys haven't done work on each other. This isn't your typical one-week's notice fight. These guys have known that they've been on a collision course since the Super Bowl. When they're, you know, when you when you bring that whole, when you bring, you know, the whole media world's watching, and you guys get into it in the midst of a fight, you know that you could be on a collision course with each other. Uh, Usman knew it. We talked to him minutes after it happened. You know, he knew it. Masvidal knew it. There's a, there's a whole there's a whole rhyme and reason to why it happened, and I'm glad that they finally. Uh, are going to be squaring off in a cage, man. This is this is going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, everything goes according to plan. Everybody tests clean, gets over to Fight Island, and if that's so, I think that the business for this is going to be booming from Osvidal versus Usman. I really, really do. I think it's going to be a monster fight. Um, and you know what lies ahead for the winner? I mean, I don't know what lies ahead for Usman. I think he's got a scary style and. As you've seen, is uh, not the most high-profile guy. But look, if Usman comes out here and he is able to beat Jorge Masvidal and he is able to do it in some kind of spectacular fashion, maybe that is the jumping-off point that he needs. You know, maybe that is one where he grabs the mic and says, you know, Conor McGregor's too scared to fight me. Uh, you know, uh, the, the you know I'm 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 truly the scariest guy in all of the, in all of the sport. You know, maybe that is the opportunity because he doesn't outside of Masvidal. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of big fight options. You know, Gilbert is not a big fight option. It's it's a weird fight. They were teammates, and it kind of fell into the the laps. Leon Edwards, he's already beaten. Um, you know, they could do Colby again if Colby can go get a big fight. Um, but if Colby can go get a big win, I think he definitely needs to rehab that. And if if and like I said, if if Masvidal wins this fight. Uh, I think that in four months we're seeing him versus McGregor for the welterweight title. I think that's where we're going to end up with. So buckle up. This is going to be a fun fight week, ladies and gentlemen, all this stuff pending and let's, uh, let's hope it's, hope it's the case again. Like the reports were, everybody's positive about it. You're seeing his uh, management being very coy on Twitter with smiley face emojis. BJPen.com reported that if all tests are go, then we're going to have ourselves a fight Island matchup. So, Let's get ready for this puppy, man. This is the one we've been wanting the entire time. Miami, your hometown fighter has a championship fight, a chance to become a world champion 16 years into the game. It's an incredible story. It was an incredible rise in 2019. And he's got a he's got a he's got a big task in front of his hands with with Kamar Usman because he's been an absolute monster as champion. He really, really has. I mean, this is a real clash of styles, a clash of personalities, a clash of crosstown rivalry. Uh for for many many years it's fun it's a fun fight it's uh it, it's a it's a it's a big time fight it's a worthy main event for international fight week no matter where the hell they're putting it and i can't wait for it welcome back everybody it is fighters fury here on seven eye the ticket we're gonna cut uh coming up in about 20 minutes we're gonna talk to miami boxer jd martinez uh, aka pretty boy martinez uh, we got a chance to speak with him over at Body and Soul Gym where Glenn Johnson does his training for a little bit. And, you know, J.D.'s uh, very well known down here in Miami, uh, has has ha- uh, had some very raucous crowds at some of his events. So looking forward to our conversation with him. You guys will get to know a little bit of his story as he is getting back into the swing of things with his boxing career. 
Uh, speaking of the sweet science, so I wanted to get to this. Uh, Eddie Hearn, he uh, he was recently given a um, uh, was this a mailbag? It's it's a, the the Athletic gave Eddie Hearn uh, questions from the fans in regards to what um you know what they're you know what 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 questions they want to hear from the fans and whatnot all right and so somebody asked him does the zone need pay-per-view capabilities to make the biggest fights here in the u.s this is adorable so he says what's happened in the last few months is going to change everyone's business model the idea behind the zone was a subscription service without pay-per-view and i think that was one of the biggest selling points to a fan Fighters always have been in their mind, I want to be a pay-per-view fighter, and I think the purses have got out of control in the sport. That's partly my fault, or partly DAZN's fault, Bob Arum keeps telling me. But we need to establish a model where fighters will get the purses their values and profiles represent. The easiest way to do a pay-per-view model, uh, that the easiest way to do, uh, do that is via pay-per-view model. The zone model has been so great for fighters because you get a guaranteed purse. There's no risk, especially at a time when certain fights, the pay-per-view numbers might not look as good as they had hoped. Uh, I certainly wouldn't like to see zone become a pay-per-view platform because that's not the ethos the product is behind. But I do think to introduce the capacity to do it would be interesting. And the pay-per-view model enables you to be more flexible with certain fights. And in certain situations, there's only going to be ways to do certain fights. I'm talking about fights like Tyson Fury versus AJ. If we're splitting those TV rights and Fury has an exclusive deal with ESPN, AJ has matching rights with zone. It's the easiest way to go into the position. Uh, da, 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 da. So I like what ESPN has done where you pay for the pay-per-view, you get a yearly sub- and you get a yearly subscription as well. I think that's something that zone should look at. Uh, though that's not for me to stick my nose in. Uh, being intrinsic offering to subscribers, but I do feel like to have the ability capability uh, uh, to land some of the bigger fights. But blah, 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 blah. All right, so I want I, you know, so I, I rarely do this when it comes to the boxing business of this type of stuff on social media, but you guys know my feelings on DAZN and. If you listen to this show and you don't, here's basically where I'm coming from. I've covered fights on DAZN. Like I've gone, I've gone and I've covered, you know, the 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 fight card that they did down here in Miami. I gave Demetrius Andre probably more interviews on a, a mainstream platform than he's ever been given before. Uh, which, by the way, I love the dude. He's fan. He's a fantastic. He's a fantastic guy to talk to. But. I'll just say it flat out, man. DAZN has been trash for boxing fans. It's really been garbage. It's a terrible platform uh, from a couple standpoints. One, they bit off way more than they could chew with this Canelo deal where they signed the biggest star out there to this astronomical number of $300 plus million and immediately... After being what was a reasonable price for a boxing fan who, who's gonna, you're going to pay a monthly subscription. Let's keep in mind where we're coming from, okay? We're coming from a, a day and age where most big fights were on premium cable. So if you have an HBO subscription, unless you're doing finagling, most HBO subscriptions $18 a month. But you're getting fights. You're probably getting some pretty good shows. You know, 
Sopranos, The Wire, Game of Thrones, just to name a few. Perhaps you heard of them. Showtime, same deal. You know, you're paying $15 a month for Showtime, but you're getting shows like Billions, Homeland, uh, Dexter, whatever. You know, just to name just to name some of the, the, the hits that they've had. And, you know, you're getting a lot for that $18, even though it's it's a pretty big bump on most people's cable bill. With DAZN, you got this fee of $10 a month initially. And you're like, all right, pretty good. $10 a month. I'm going to get a ton of uh, ton of boxing matches. Let's roll. And then as soon as this Canelo deal signs up, they go and they say, oh, psh, $20 a month. But you $10 a monthers, you're grandfathered in. And so immediately, it's not like a small bump where it's like, we go from $10 to $12 to $14 to $15 and then to 20. Like for example, ESPN plus right now, they just upped their subscription price. I think it was like $4.99. I think they just upped it to $5.99. They just upped it a dollar. Okay. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot, but it's not double. He, I mean, the zone was double. And I've heard this Eddie Hearn, this highfalutin Eddie Hearn before where he's like, you know, you know love, you know, we, we go out there and you got these pay-per-view models and, you know, or, or just, uh, I think that maybe, you know, just do, you should only do $100 a month. Like people just, you know, the, the point of this on-demand stuff, man, why people are watching this and that, you can't guarantee me content for a year. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, we're not living by those rules anymore. Where it's like I gotta invest. I'm investing for you in a year. You guys, you guys have barely been around for a year, and look what 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 you guys have gone. See, le- and the thing that drives me nuts about it is, and I'm speaking of this purely. I'm not speaking of this as a media member. I'm not speaking about this as somebody who covers the sport. I'm speaking of this purely as somebody who consumes the sport and spends his money on the sport. I don't get expensed by seven ninety the ticket for the zone. I don't tax write. I don't even know how to do that. Tax write off for your television networks. People tell me to do that. I don't even know how to do that. I'm a dumb dumb. But I, the reason that I find this laughable, where you want to go to a pay per view platform when you've already doubled your monthly subscription price, is you guys can't even guarantee what you're giving me month to month. You promise you're giving me uh, pay per view quality fights. You promise me that. But you don't. You give me C-level Anthony Joshua fights. You give me C-level Canelo Alvarez fight. You don't even know who Canelo's fighting next, for example. All right, And I know it's a pandemic. All right, But trust me when I tell you, this uh, Canelo next opponent thing has been a mystery for a long time, guys. Like, this isn't... It's not like all of a sudden they're hitting you over the head with Anthony Durrell. Like, they've been... You know, there were talks where Canelo was going to go to Japan to fight for his next fight. So these Canelo fights have been hot garbage. All right? Anthony Joshua, if not for the 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 flukiest of the flukes with Andrew Ruiz beating him, this guy wouldn't have a headline to speak of since since coming to the zone. And Eddie Hearn is coming out and he's telling you, well, I want the capability love of going to pay per view. Pay per view. What about all the what about all the months people are spending twenty dollars a month of getting nothing? nothing. I'm not talking about pandemic. I'm talking about nothing of pay-per-view quality from your platform. Not on top, not, not to even put on, uh, on top of the fact this streaming quality is so trash. 
I can't stress it enough. So trash. Like you'll be in the middle of watching a fight, get onto the fight, and then all of a sudden, boop, kicks back. And before anybody tells me that I got a bum ass internet, first of all, I don't. I got the best internet there is. The best. Because I gotta do a radio show from here all the time. So I don't I don't I, I don't F's around with my internet quality. Secondly, I use every other platform there is. Rarely am I watching just linear television anymore, like the most like most of us. I'm not sitting here watching off my direct TV or Xfinity or whatever the hell you're watching. So I'm not I'm not sitting here without uh without comparisons for what the zone is going through. I'll be watching the zone. I'll be watching a, a a a good fight, and all of a sudden, back to like the beginning of the card or somewhere in the middle of the broadcast. It'll do it for no reason. No other platform. ESPN Plus doesn't do this. Fight TV doesn't do this. But the zone on the reg is doing this, and they're doubling your subscription price. And now they want more money on top of that because they effed up so bad with with how much they they dove into the deep end with this. Get the hell out of here. And the other thing is, what, you know, $20 a month. Like, you're like, oh, we should break, love. Who, who, who go, how many pay-per-view fighters are there right now? Let me ask you right now. How many pay-per-view worthy fighters are there right now in boxing? Very few. Very few. I mean, you probably, I honestly think you could count it on one hand. And I won't even count Floyd Mayweather. Canelo Alvarez, uh, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Manny Pacquiao, maybe Errol Spence, maybe, maybe. That it's not going to be a disaster. You put them on pay-per-view. And this dude wants to add a pay-per-view option. He wants to charge $75 on top of charging you $20 a month. Or he wants to charge you $75 on top of that. You get a, uh, oh, with love, you get, you get a, 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 a subscription, love. For what? What does the zone have other than fights? You know, when ESPN Plus, all right, this is the funny thing, because we're in a market right now where this is in the same thing for a fight fan. Because with ESPN Plus, when you do this type of thing, and you could get, uh, you have the ability, like ES, those people say, oh, well, tell me when you guys, ESPN is the same thing. No, no. ESPN Plus has UFC fights as their home, Okay. Regular UFC fights that I get my five, six dollars a month that I'm paying. Plus, I get a library of sports stuff of content, shows, stuff that I'll actually go and watch. Watch Sports Center, all this type of stuff. And it, it has actual content that I'd like to go see besides boxing and darts, which are what, once a week? I'm gonna go to see, see Chris Mannix and uh AZ and Barack talking to a microphone about boxing for so I could, guess what, guys? They have podcasts. I can go listen to that for free. No, and it's not that those guys don't do good jobs. It's just, you know, don't throw that into my into my subscription price and say, yeah, this is worth four times the amount of ESPN. ESPN. It's worth four times the amount. But I get to see Canelo Alvarez jump around weight classes and fight C-level guys for meaningless belts. That's nonsense. It's nonsense. And so I saw that this week and I was like, Jesus Christ. They want more money from boxing fans, and they haven't even done a good job with the money that they've been given already. Like, just go. Like, can we can we just go back? Go back to going into Showtime, and if I'm gonna pay twenty dollars a month, 
If I'm going to pay $20 a month, at least give me some good television with it. The zone's giving you nothing. Nothing. Complete garbage. Garbage quality broadcast. Garbage in treating customers. Okay fights. That's what that's what it's been. They treat their customers like trash. Their tech their technology is trash. And their fights are hi. If it wasn't for fat boy Andrew Ruiz knocking out AJ, they I mean who who's what AJ fights are they putting on that anybody's that crazy for? Numbers haven't been fantastic. Everybody wants to do a pay-per-view model. No, 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 no. What you want to do is you want to have the same level as ESPN does without having the ESPN content or customer care. I've been watching ESPN my entire life. You know, it's a lifetime of customer satisfaction, usually. But also, uh, you get a ton more sports and content than you do with DAZN. They're still trying to figure it out. Crazy to me, man. Anyway, the other piece of news that went down this week, let me mention this real quick. You had uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller. He tested positive for PEDs again. A lot of people hosing down uh, Jarrell Miller. A lot of people saying that this should be the end for him. I am a little bit curious because, look, Jarrell Miller is a multiple-time offender, so... I'm not trying to give anybody the benefit of the doubt, but I do find it weird that he tested positive for the same thing that he did in the AJ fight. He So I'm wondering a couple of things. You know, he says he never knowingly took PEDs. Look, this guy's a buff dude. He walks, you know, he's in South Florida. There's a bevy of people who probably giving him supplements. Um, so look, I think he probably did take something unknowing, unknowingly, but... In the position that he's in, that's that's not a viable excuse. Um, or maybe we have like a John Jones situation here, and he's uh, he's got stuff in the system that's just staying in the system forever. I don't know. I know that I am disappointed because I liked watching this guy fight. I thought he was a great personality for the sport. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, what if he goes and kills somebody? All right. Well, I you know, I guess if we're gonna get to that extreme case, let's just talk about the more prevalent fact of going to win a championship is that he's 300 pounds and he throws more punches than anybody in the division. And he probably is artificially getting the endurance to do that. You know, before we always go to the, you know, the, the extreme case of somebody dying, which is very, you know, look, look, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to poo that. I'm just saying like, before we go to the extreme case, the real problem is here. Okay. A guy has a skill set of being that size and throwing that many punches, uh, which would clearly take a lot of endurance. And it seems like that's being artificially enhanced. It would appear that way. Um, but it sucks. I, I'm, I'm, a bu- I'm bummed because I'm a Jarrell Miller fan. I like talking to that guy. He's fun. He's a fun interview. Um, a lot of guys, you know, the thing I, I heard some people say this week, well, you, you know, he didn't suffer a punishment for the first time. Did he lost the Anthony Joshua fight? Like, if you don't think that's a punishment, you're crazy. And basically had to sign a rehab deal with top rank. You know, when these guys test positive and you think they don't suffer, positive, same thing happened with uh, Tyrone Small, where Tyrone got popped and he lost the Usyk fight. If you don't think that's a punishment, I don't have to tell you why, because you're not um, technically suspended. Like, you know, the whole point of suspensions are usually to take pay from somebody. Um, these guys aren't being able to be paid because they didn't show up to fight. 
So, yeah, I'm, I was bummed about that this week. But, you know, a lot of people are kicking him down, saying he doesn't get another opportunity. I hope he does get another opportunity in this sport. I hope that um, he's more careful and maybe be more careful is a bad way to put it because people think I'll more carefully cheat. I hope that he stops doing this because he doesn't appear either to be very good at cheating or he needs to be more aware of what is still in his body from when he last cheated or last got tainted because it seems like if you're tested positive for the same supplements that you did from the last time, um, you're taking something that you think is probably going to get mad. Testing's too good these days, man. It's, it's, I mean, and it's, testing isn't, uh, like te- it's not that testing can't be beat because usually the cheaters are ahead of the test, but I mean, guys are getting burned in the UFC left and right for minuscule stuff. And this is rough. This is rough. So that's that. When we come back, we'll talk to JD Martinez, Miami boxer. He is uh, on the comeback trail in his boxing career, and uh, we'll introduce you to his story. We'll be back with more after this. Welcome back to Fighters Fury, everybody. Let's get to this. Had an opportunity this week to go down to Miami, talk to Miami's own JD Pretty Boy Martinez, local Miami boxer. He is on the comeback trail with big aspirations and had a little bit of a sit down with him. Let's hear his story. Very excited to talk to J.D. Martinez. Thank you so much for the time, my friend. I appreciate you giving us an opportunity to talk to you. I appreciate the opportunity. So why don't you give us a little taste, man? You know, you were known in the uh, the Miami circles. You were, you know, one of the most well-known boxers down here in South Florida. You've been out of the ring for about a year, year's time. You seem like you're picking up the pace on social media and whatnot. So we're, kind of give us a landscape of where you've been for the last year and, and what are your plans going forward? Well, you know, we've always been in the gym. Um, Basically, um, you know, I had to take some time off and really take a look at things from the outside. Um, You know, we're back now. You know, I'm at Body and Soul. We're training with Glenn Johnson. Um, You know, just taking my time with things. I I took some hard fights. Um, You know, I let let my, uh, my gut get to me instead of taking the smart route but we're back we're training hard um you know basically we're gonna get some fights uh maybe venezuela uh mexico once this covid is over with right uh we we're supposed to fight in march um we had the flyer done it was going to be at the mikosuke under Hen- henry rivalta so that was my big comeback fight uh it was for the nba title uh things happened covid went into effect and you know things got on delay not the only one i'm pretty sure the sports industry is right. feeling that as well you know absolutely like uh how, how has that been on your body as far as training like uh, you know have you been able is it ramped up more now that things have started to open up again uh, was that hard like mentally thinking like oh i had this target date and yeah you know it kind of got put off um you know it's it's it, i'm pretty sure it's hard for any athlete um but i feel very peaceful now taking my time we're training twice a day I feel I feel like I'm getting better um, you know Glenn Johnson he's uh he, he used to be a champion of course he knocked out Roy Jones the road uh, warrior correct yeah and uh, I feel like it's gonna be a good combination my, my buddy um, CJ um, he trains here as well he's 19 and one as a pro great strength and conditioning coach uh, I just feel like this is the right path that I'm taking now and, and just big things and better things to come, you know. How did the, uh, the link up between you and Glenn happen? Uh, I, well, basically, my, one of my best friends, CJ, he's a pro boxer here as well. 
Um, uh, we've been talking back and forth for a while. Not only that, but um, I used to live on the beach. It was walking distance from Fifth Street. I love Fifth Street. I love Dino, everybody at that place. Um, I moved to Coral Gables. Now I'm walking distance from this gym. It's just very convenient now, and, and I feel comfortable here, you know? Uh, is, there, is there anything that you've taken from your time away from the ring that you want to do differently, better, smarter as, as you kind of go into this next wave of your career? Uh, well, definitely. I, I just, you know, I had a lot of distractions my last three fights. You know, I, was, I, I had law issues. I had a full-time job. I had very distracting girlfriends um, that weren't for me. Um, but now, you know, I'm alone, I'm peaceful, um, and that's, I just feel like that's, that's what it takes to be great, you know, you gotta, uh, you can't be comfortable, and, and I was very comfortable, and, uh, it was a, it was a huge mistake, so, um, you know, I look back, I'm fixing my, my, my errors, and, and we're staying focused on the game plan, and I'm very excited for the next half of my career. Uh, I feel like, you know, I've never had a problem selling out arenas. Right. Uh, I'm sure you, you're at the Herald. and Yeah, uh, your guys' your guys' atmosphere for the, the Crosstown rivalry was, I mean, it was one of the best atmospheres we've ever had down here. Right. Right? You guys very much had the, the crowd split almost <laughs> going at each other. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. Um, so I just wonder, like, is that, you know, are you hoping, like, is that, like, the next, like do you want to get to that again, getting your, your fans behind you to see you back in action? Like, what... What are the, like, the, the things you'd like to see kind of ticked off as the year goes by and hopefully things get back to normal, let's say in 2021 and fans are allowed back in a building? Man, I, you know, basically I, I, want, I need to get my feet wet. I need to get back in, in the ring. I'm going to get some fights, um, um, you know, stay focused, stay dedicated. I feel, I feel strong. I feel better than ever. Um, I just feel like there's bigger things to come. Um, you know, I feel healthy. And, and, you know, thank God, you know, I have my, you know, I have my talent as well. As long as I put in the hard work, I, I don't think we'll have a problem making it to a world title. Um, we're going to get two fights out of town once COVID is done. Uh, come back and, and bring one big one home for the title. That's the plan. So um, we've got 13 pro fights now. I, I would say about my 17th pro fight, we'll have a sold out arena here in Miami. To give our audience a sense uh, who have not seen you fight, J.D., but, you know, you're from down here. You've worn the Dolphins-colored trunks yeah. uh, going to the ring and whatnot. Um, you know, the fight culture down here is, is very, very rich, right. has been for a long time. So give a little people a sense of your background, um, where you come from, what got you into fighting. Well, my, my, my father was a pro fighter. Um, my uncle, uh, Fernando Mad Dog Martinez, was a pro fighter, very popular here in Miami. He used to be... The main sparring partner for um, uh, what's his name? Aaron Pryor. I'm sure you know Aaron Pryor. Um, you know, boxing's been in my blood. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm Colombian. Um, I, I I started in amateurs. Uh, I won the Florida Golden Gloves. I, I won the Police Athletic League Championship. Um, basically, turned pro with Fifth Street Gym, and we took off from there, man. We went we went to ten and zero. We, we we took a big fight at the Hard Rock, and and basically we just we're just regrouping and bigger things to come. So, outside of your family, were there any boxers that you looked up to? Anybody you really admired or, or liked to take pieces of their style? Oscar De La Hoya, Dito Trinidad, Aaron Pryor, um, you know Mike Tyson's aggressiveness. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of boxing. There's nothing I don't know about boxing. It's it's something that that I fell in love with.
and uh, I'm glad I'm pursuing my dream. Uh, it's very gutsy. Um, you know, the, those, those are my idols growing up, those guys right there. I looked up to my father a lot. He was a, he was a great fighter. They just, you know, they threw him in with the Lions. His seventh pro fight, he was fighting gold medalists. So ESPN Classics. So, you know, it was hard. It was hard seeing him take that beating as a kid. And I think that's what amped up my, my, um, my will to pursue this sport. Yeah. Your kid is young. Is is that like something that you want to show him that kind of side? Of you? I know he's only, he's very very young right now. But like, would you like to have that kind of thing of showing him? You know what this is or or could be um you know because it's been such a thing that's been in your family right well this is this is something i do for my family that you know the goal is to win a championship and um that's something that i won't stop pursuing until i get there and um you know i, I believe with with faith and and dedication i can get there um it, i want to be a role model to my son of course and and do things correctly in the ring not that i want him to be a boxer when he grows up but you know it's a tough sport um, thank God, you know, I haven't received much punishment in the ring. Uh, my defense, you know, I'm sure they call me pretty boy for a reason. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, um, back to, uh, back to you, the culture. All my, all my trunks are Miami-based. I'm sure you saw uh, the Dolphins colors yeah, yeah. at the Hard Rock. I've done the Miami Vice. Uh, all Miami-based, you know, so, um, I went to Colorado for a while. I trained out there at Old School Boxing Gym. I had a lot of sparring out there. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited for the big things to come. How about you, with you and Glenn, is there anything technically that you've uh, picked up or liked? You talked a lot about your mentality going forward. Is there anything you know, new physically that you, you think you're gonna, you're gonna take going forward and that you can really get better at or maybe just sharpen? Well, definitely. I've been with him a short period of time and um, you know, he really taught, he's teaching me how to sit down on my punches. Um, I threw a lot of, uh, I threw a lot of um, floating punches. I, I'd bounce in the air, throw a right, and my leg would be in the air. It's not the right way to do it. So he's really teaching me how to sit down on those punches and just, you know, bring that power into it. So uh, I'm excited because, you know, he was a world, he was a world champion. I know boxing, he knows boxing. And um, it's definitely something that's going to improve my skill. Definitely, I feel I see it already. You know, so uh, it's just for for the world to see it in the ring, and it's, it's going to be soon. Um, but we're just here. We're putting in the work. That's all we can do for now. Well, JD, we appreciate the time, man. Is there anything else you want to say to Miami before uh, we wrap things up and what they can expect to see from you? I guess over the next 12 months. Yeah, sure, guys. Stay tuned. You know, big things to come. We're training hard. Um, we have a good 10 years to go and, you know, follow us and, you know, JD underscore Miami on Instagram uh, for updates and fight dates coming soon. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks again to JD Martinez for uh, checking in with us from Body and Soul Gym. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll continue following the journey, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks again to J.D. Martinez for giving us some time this week. Always appreciate it. Got some more stuff coming your way this week, guys, on the local boxing scene. I think you guys will enjoy as well. And that's it. Everybody have a great rest of your weekend. Talk to you on Monday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.